Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B, and again, we're still talking about the kingdom and the king. Now, we left off last week dealing with the new laws, which is also the word. Those new laws in the kingdom that govern and guide our new life is the word of God. Let's look at our foundation scripture, one of our foundation scriptures in the Gospel of John, the first chapter, first and the second verse. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Now we see in those two verses that Jesus himself is the word. And the word was with God. Jesus was with, the, with God in the beginning. And Jesus is God. He is that word. And that same word is the word that we receive into our heart when he converts our spirit upon being a born-again Christian, born-again believer. Which is why one of the reasons why we don't want to do and act the same way we used to after receiving the Lord into our heart? Do you remember the example that I gave last week as far as um, when, when <laughs> and I still, it still kind of tickles me, when I got angry with my husband and I, I began to curse and the Lord convicted me and how I grieved, I, I could felt, I grieved the Holy Spirit within me, you know, it doesn't set well with us once the word of God, once Jesus comes into us, our hearts and our spirit. It doesn't set well with us. Our old way of living and, and acting is not the same. And I want to tell you that that is an example of the supernatural, which is what God has us on too. No longer living as the natural, but living supernaturally in the kingdom of God as children of God. That was above and beyond my naturalness and my own power in order for the Lord to, to show me who he is, reveal himself in that manner on the inside of my heart. Another thing that happens with that conversion is that, you know, um, we, we don't go to the same atmospheres and we don't, we don't do the same thing as I was saying. I'll give you an example. I remember shortly after conversion, I went to an, an employee Christmas party, and I didn't feel out of place. I mean, I didn't feel, I felt out of place. I didn't feel comfortable. That's what I'm trying to say. I felt so out of place. I didn't fit. I didn't fit. So these are just examples of what happens upon conversion. Let's go to John, the first chapter, same, same book of John, first chapter, 12th through the 13th verse. And this shows how he gives us the power to live as a child of God. It says in verse 12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. And sons meaning children. Even to them that believed on his name. 
which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And we see here that we are born of his Holy Spirit. It has nothing to do with natural functions. We're born of his Holy Spirit. It's a, a supernatural work. And he does give us power to live as a, a child of God. I remember one of the reasons that um, delayed me from coming to Christ is I thought that I had to do the work. I thought that I had to change myself. I thought I had to change my speech. I thought I had to change my behavior. I thought I had to do the work. I thought I had to clean myself up to present myself to the Lord before I came to the Lord. And another thing that that hindered me was that I I said, you know, w- once I get saved, I don't know how to be a Christian. I don't know how to live this life, the life as a child of God, as I saw others live. I said, I didn't know. I don't know how to do that. I did not know that the enemy was deceiving me out of coming to Christ, not knowing that I don't do the work anyway. It's the Lord that does the work. The Father does the work. Once we receive him, it's over. And I'm going to tell you, once Jesus came to indwell me in my spirit, I had no problem living as a child of God. I did not, I did not have to ask anybody any questions. Um, I just knew. I just knew how to live by allowing him to live through me, by letting him live. Just let him live. One of the things that needs to happen also when we receive the word of God is we, we, we must we must be teachable. We must allow ourselves to be teachable, teachable. If we go to the Gospel of John, same book, uh, the 14th chapter, verse 26, and we read here as Jesus is preparing to go to the Father, he's telling the disciples some things that are going to happen and how he's going to be with them and in them. He's not going to leave them comfortless or as orphans. He's not going to leave them to themselves. One of the things that he does is he's a teacher. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. Verse 26 says, But the Comforter, which is also the Helper, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, sometimes uh, we've heard things uh, growing up in church, those of us that have attended church, and, and we've heard things that Jesus has said. Once we become born again believers, the Lord will, the, the Holy Spirit on the inside will bring those things back to remembrance and teach us the new way of life as we go along. So we have a helper and we must be teachable. We must allow ourselves to be teachable. I want to share something else with you in regard to, I, I've shared with you guys in times past about me. Uh, checking myself on the detox unit as far as drugs and alcohol and how I went to a halfway house afterwards. But you know what? When I got in that halfway house, even though I now I checked myself in the detox unit, which means I wanted help. But when I got there, I started to resist. I started to resist, which doesn't make sense. If I needed help, why would I resist? And if I didn't know how to live differently, why wouldn't I accept what, was, what I was being exposed to? And what I had to learn is that it, even if I don't agree, and I didn't agree, nor understand everything they were telling me back then, 
You know, I was also dealing with the the fear of change, you know, because I was already lost. I I had already lost so many pieces of myself due to the addiction. Plus, it's like, who will I be? Who will I be? You know, and so I resisted. I resisted. I was working against my own self. But once I began to just comply, just comply and do it, do what I was exposed to, do what I was told, even though I didn't agree nor understand, I began to, to experience a, a new life. And now, this is prior to conversion to Jesus Christ as a born-again believer. And it, the things I, 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 I started to experience were based on my, my thinking and behavior changing, and it was all based on truth. I began to live a life of truth and realness. And that's also where I learned about the spirit of truth. And again, this is even before coming to Christ. Psalm 25, verse 8, will talk to us about that. If you get a chance to read it, just, just read it for the sake of time. And a new foundation was laid in me. I began to, to have structure. You know, structure was created in my life, my day. Instead of existing, I also discovered my true identity as a person and Part of my purpose, not all of it, but I began to find purpose, my purpose, based on my true identity. And in doing so, it began to disperse with fear and my feelings of insecurity and inferiority, too. I dealt with that, too. You know, um, another thing that was happening there, not only was it the fear of change, uh, what also prompted me to comply was the fear of remaining the same. I had a fear of remaining the same. And that scared me worse than the fear of change. That was an incentive for me. And plus I was experiencing newness. And I was like, well, this, 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 they're telling me this. What they're telling me is this is working for me. And they gave me things, tools, and, and taught me things that I never knew and that I always wanted to know in my life and did not know where to find them, did not know what to ask nor who, where to begin. But the Lord did that for me. He did that. And my question to you is, how is your Christian walk going right now? How's your Christian walk going? Because, see, we, we must receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save our souls. James, the first chapter, it tells us that James is a practical book that we actually put into practice what we need to do. It's a, a book of doing. Doing. It takes action. And the 21st verse, I'm going to read from the Amplified this time, says, So get rid of all uncleanness and all that remains of wickedness. And with a humble spirit, receive the word of God, which is implanted, actually rooted in your heart, which is able to save your souls. Now that word um, planted also means engrafted. The word of God, Jesus, is he is the word and he is engrafted in our heart and he's able to save our souls. And we must receive him with meekness. Well, you know what? We, we are out of time, so we're going to pick up next week, beginning what it is, what, what does it mean to receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save our souls? We're also going to look at the challenges to receive this new life in the kingdom. There's three areas that we're going to deal with next week, God willing. Well, I thank you 
for joining me. Again, this is Spirit of Life Ministries. My name is Sister B. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. And let them that are thirst come, let them take the water of life freely. Spirit of Life Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you'd like to be a blessing to the ministry, giving can be done through the Giveify app. To contact the ministry, send all correspondence to Spirit of Life Ministries, P.O. Box 210081, Milwaukee, Wisconsin 53221. Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.